Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. And Detroit is on a heater. They're now six five, and five of, seven. Yeah, five of six, I think they've yeah, won. Something like that. Yeah. And didn't they have, there was, it was towards the end of the game. They're biting people's kneecaps. They were trying to run out the clock. And it was it was like third and short, and they did a tackle eligible. Yeah, they threw it to a big fat guy in the right it's side. The best. It's the best. But it was yeah. like, I mean, wow. And he made a good Dan, catch. Dan Campbell, that's the head coach. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, crazy. he's actually insane. Crazy man. And at his size, if you get in his way, he'll Terrifying. kill you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like 6'6", 280, and he's ripped. This is General George Washington, and you're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. Let me start out with a couple of things here. First of all, we don't do birthday wishes to people. No. Because everybody would ask. Yes. If we were to do a birthday wish to anybody, we would do it to Jeff Pickett. Yeah. And we would cite his kids, Annie, Nathan, Nick, and Ellie, and we would say... This is for your dad, because we really like him. But we don't do it. But we don't do that sort of stuff. We and we talk it. about putter fittings at the same time. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Going for mid-slant. And I'm, I'm not going to go through a Reduce whole big... the toe hang just a bit. Yeah. I'm not going to... Yeah, he's a club fitter. Yeah. yeah. And his brother is a member of Chicago, right? Ooh. I thought his brother was a member that of Chicago. That changes everything. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. Yeah, but he'll let us know. Uh, and, and this is just apropos of nothing. To Brian Ronholm of Silver Spring, just thanks so much. <laughs> Just thanks so much. You'll know what this is about. Okay. So in the interest of full disclosure, because I like to do this, because I like to be honest with the people who listen to us, you are getting this podcast a little bit late today, later than normal. Am I right, Nigel? A little bit later than normal. Yeah, a little bit later. Okay. And the reason for that is that we split the podcast in half. At the usual early morning hour between 7.30 and 8.30, um, we put on Chuck Culpepper and Chuck Todd. Chuck Culpepper from Qatar and Chuck Todd from his head deep in stacks of bedding materials. <laughs> and we did that because I had to be at a doctor's office at 9 o'clock this morning. So what you're hearing now, the beginning of this show and the end of this show, are being done between, say, 10.30 and 11.30. All right. I had to be at a doctor's office in order to take a shot in my back that would helpfully, hopefully, and helpfully alleviate the pain running down my right leg for the last month and a half, keeping me from sleeping, keeping me from living, because I've had severe pain that has been diagnosed as nerve pain. It, the nerves are pinched. Whenever you see that an athlete has a pinched nerve, don't wish that on anybody because I've got pinched nerves. That's what has happened. The, the flaws in my back and my spine cause the nerves to go crazy. And all you want to do is try and calm them down. Two weeks ago, I went and took a shot and it did not work. And now I'm facing surgery and I want to exhaust all options before the surgical option. And if, if it doesn't work, if this one doesn't work, then I'm going to have to have surgery. And I don't want to, but, you know, I don't want the pain. I don't want to live it. It's not even a question of at my advanced age. At any age, nobody would want to continue to live with this pain. So this time, I took a shot in a different spot in my back. Um, the original one was in the S1 and I'm talking to Gary and to Kevin when I say yeah, the S1. For this one. Yeah, right. nobody else really knows what I'm talking about. And this time, what the doctor, Caleb Kroll, thought was let's shoot the L5 as well. 
So we did the S1 and the L5. Uh, I was actually reduced, reduced to tears. Um, you know, I mean, it hurt. You tough it out when it's going on, then you sit in the waiting room and you actually start crying because it hurts, it hurts that much. Hope it works. The odds of it working are not good. The odds of it working on the first shot, and I'm sure everybody knows a lot of people who take cortisone shots, they have bad knees, they take a cortisone shot, they go back out on the court two days later and it's a miracle. Right. If it is a miracle for you, it is a miracle in a day or two. It is. Everybody says this. I took a shot some years back, didn't work at all. I took a shot this past time, didn't work at all. The odds of it working are, I'm told, 50%. If it doesn't work, as happened to me, the odds of it working a second time is 25%. So it diminishes by half. But I think we're back to the original 50% because this is at because a different it's a new, location it's a new place. in a different depth. Well, yes, it's the L5. Well, and it'll either work Again, or Again, for Gary and Kevin, the L5. Yes, and it'll, it'll either work or it won't. Well, so it's, it's everything in life is 50-50, isn't it? <laughs> yes. yes, it'll either work or it won't. Yes. yes. Doesn't feel like it's working now, but the pain is really, mm. the pain is intense. And so if it doesn't work, and I know you're all going to write in about you got a guy. You know, it's, it's like, did I tell this story about the guy in Stevensville, Maryland? Did I tell that story? All right, so, Not sure. so Megan's got a guy. Megan, who has worked on Around the Horn and PTI and all these shows for years and years and years. Megan found out that I had this terrible pain. And Megan says, I got a guy. He's a magician. He's a back magician. He's the greatest guy in the world. I call him up. And the first thing he tells me is, we don't do insurance. I go, okay. And he goes, you don't have very good insurance. Yeah, I have Cygna. (laughs) Nobody does. Cygna stinks. So I just said, it's okay. And he said... It's going to be $200 an hour. I said, it's okay. And he said, are you sure? I said, I'm sure. If you can fix it, it's going to be okay. If you want, I'll bring it in tens. Well, <laughs> tell me the denomination you want. <laughs> right, unlocked. It's okay. Yes. And he says, because I get people when traditional medicine doesn't work. I mean, he's like a voodoo guy. Okay, fine. And I say, where are you? And he says, I'm in Stevensville, Maryland. It's the first exit across the Bay Bridge. I start laughing. I can't get in the car. I can't ride 10 blocks without agonizing pain in, in that position. How am I going to get to you? Can't get to you. So that was the end of that. So I've tra- So you're all going to tell me you got a guy, you got a theory, you got this, you got... God bless you all. I hope it works. The stuff that I've done has not yet worked for me, and now we are approaching, if this doesn't work, surgical option. So that's why the show is bifurcated. Is that yes, the right word? Good use. Bifurcated. And we do half at the end and half at the beginning. Yeah. We do the one and the four at the end and the two and the three at the beginning. Okay. So in order Checking to start the, this the show. On that one. Yeah. In order to start the show in the regular way, there are two things in sports that matter today. Alex Ovechkin got a hat trick last night and got to 800 goals. That's pretty cool. He's the third guy in the history of the world to get to 800 goals. There's Wayne Gretzky with, I think, 894. Check me on it. I think it's 894. It's in the 90s. He's not in the 900s. He's in the 890s. Am I right? Anyway. And there's Gordie Howe at 801. And now there's Alexander Ovechkin at 800. 894. 894. Yeah, 801 and now 800. Right. That's it. Those are the only three guys. That's like when Albert Pujols gets to 700 home runs. There's only four guys. Yeah. That's it. That's the list. 
So this is great for Alex. And to do it on a hat trick, uh, and then he, you know, he's going to pass Wayne Gretzky. Well, and you think about what's happened since they won that championship when you've had sort of, you know, you've had shortened seasons and you wondered how that would affect the productivity. And he's you, the Russian machine, never breaks this season down. Where you had the inefficiency on the power play, where you'd think somebody like Ovechkin should lap up some goals. And then also they had the little down spell when Oshie was hurt earlier. Yeah. So, I mean, in case anybody wants to know what I think, Wayne Gretzky is the greatest player of all time. There are other people you would list in the top five of the greatest players of all time. You would list Gordie Howe. You might list Bobby Orr. You might list Mario Lemieux. I mean, there's like eight or nine guys that you list in the top five. And when it comes to the end of it, you might list Alexander Ovechkin. Bobby Hull is in there. Sure. You might. But you're never going to put him ahead of Gretzky. You're never going to do it. Because Gretzky's assist numbers alone if you took out his 894 goals and just gave him his assists he'd be the leading scorer of all time and a great n64 game yes yes for those people who do that mm-hmm. well, <laughs> that's yes. right yeah 1963 assists it's more points than anybody because the second guy is yager yeah 1155 it's not <laughs> so, you know, it's stop yeah so don't, you know, don't say, oh, Ovechkin's, if he passes Gretzky, and I think he will, don't tell me he's better than Gretzky because he's not. But there's that. And, Michael, what happened to the shortstop circumstance? Oh. Um, and, and, well, one team didn't need a, yet another shortstop, San Diego, so they didn't go after Correa. Don't <laughs> right. well, try to short Just the to be safe, let's you know, get one more. Who did go after Correa? So the Giants finally landed a big free agent. This was the might be the best year ever to be a free agent shortstop, right? Just looking at what the market was uh, bearing out for these. So what is it, 13 years, 350? Yes, I believe that. I know it's 13 years. I think it is 350. Yeah. Now, there was some talk. Yeah, 350. The Dodgers need a shortstop because the Dodgers last year lost Corey Seager to free agency in the Texas Rangers, and this year lost Trey Turner to free agency in the Philadelphia Phillies, and they need a shortstop. Yeah. They don't need a shortstop as much as Mets need starting pitchers because they have a lot of wins to you know, divisional rivals. They just have left. Um, but they need a shortstop. There was talk that they would not go after Correa because the people on the Dodgers hate Correa because he was on the Houston team that cheated and beat them. And the fans hate Correa because he was on the Houston team that cheated and beat them. So, no. Yes, I don't know if they didn't go after him, but nobody really wanted him. That leaves one guy. It's a good day to be Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that leaves Dan B. Dansby Swanson, who did he not, didn't he go to Vanderbilt with Sam Neill? Oh, I'll look up the numbers on that. I'm I sure think they were this. in school together. I think he and Sam Neill. I think Sam may know him. I think. I, I could be wrong on this. I could be wrong because I think he's a Vanderbilt guy. Sam's a Vanderbilt guy. But Sam listens, right? Sam will call yeah. us and let Royal us know. Royal let us know. Yeah, Royal let us know. So Walter will not. He's Walter's not a listener. So Dansby Swanson, if I'm him, and I like the Braves a lot, and I want to stay with the Braves, I write a number down on a piece of paper, and I hand it to Alex, whatever his name is, the GM, was a great GM. Because I'm going to get a call, I believe, from the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the call that I make if I'm Dansby Swanson is to Freddie Freeman. And I say, we played together for 10 years. Is it good? Is it good over there? Do you like it? Isn't that? Yeah. You know. 
Uh, so I, as I'm hearing some of this this news, particularly with the Dodgers going after deal. this player that that could affect your your fans' uh, perspective, you, this actually seems there's some relation to the Ovechkin stuff. Where you think about the power <laughs> once he got that cup, and you think all the other uh, goals and all these other titles are gravy. Yes, he's never going to catch uh, what you have with Gretzky in terms of the greatest. But right. you, you look at the power of what that was able to free up for him. And you look at the Dodgers and they sort of in this window of opportunity, they need to one more, uh, win one they more win other one than more. what they won in 2020. You can't let Houston be the two. And now you champion. just look at what's in your way in the division with the Padres, uh, the team with many shortstops, many shortstops. That's what I think. I think Padres in Spanish means many shortstops. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this is, if you're a Dodgers fan, you can still boo them. Yes. Boom even louder now. Yeah. And you already hate one of the shortstops who left you. Years back, Manny Machado. Oh, yes. Everybody on the team hated him. Yeah. They hated him. Seems... He's a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, he's got that, that capability, but a lot of people not fans of his. No. So so that's, you know, that's anything else we should do in the Open? Well, I just want to say about, about Swanson, it's not just the, the dollar amount. He should say, I mean, I think he's 29. Should say, oh, I thought I, he was older than that. I'll have to check no, on that. He's, he's a little younger than we are. so he's. Oh, then he doesn't know Sam then. Okay. I thought he was like in his 32, 33. But these contracts are locking people up till they're Thir- 40. Yeah. Uh, 41. Yeah. Bogarts. Bogarts and now Correa because he's 28. So that's a 13 year. 13 years. It's like a lesson in inflation. We don't even know what, what's going to be going on in 13 years. Just it's. Although gas price is coming back down. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> good to know. It's yeah. yes. good to know. Yeah. Like the Mets. The Mets. They lost DeGrom. They lost Bassett just now. Who else did they lose? Uh, that's one other pitcher. Walker. T1 Walker. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. a lot of wins. The pitchers yeah. that kept you That's a lot of wins. Ahead of the division rivals. But they the got, and now they have a guy from Japan who throws it, I don't know, 300 miles an hour. Right. And they, and they got two guys who are 90 years old. Now, they're great, and yeah. I love them. Yeah. But they're 90. And at some point, it happens. Look at Tom Brady right now. Yep. Tom Brady this year, sailing it and bouncing it. No, it matters. It does. It matters at some point. All right, we'll take a break. We've already taped uh, Chuck Todd. We've, is it Culpepper or Todd now? Culpepper is next. It's Culpepper. We've taped them both. So, we're gonna go, so while we're sitting here, we're going to the next segment. I'm Tony Kornheisch. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This comes from Patrick Rates, who says, I work as an online insurance teacher, and my friend and co-worker decided it would be fun to write and perform a few Christmas carols rewritten with an insurance twist. We call ourselves George Jack and the Insurance Journal Band, and the album name is Have a Claims-Free New Year. This is called Bundle Your House Top. I feel like these are the songs Flo would sing. Yeah, Flo would write them, too. <laughs> Bundle your house, top. Fantastic. They play in Chuck Culpepper all the way from Qatar. Let's start with Argentina-Croatia. I, no, I understand that Morocco-France is later today. But let's start with Argentina-Croatia. Argentina just looked 
totally dominant. Am I wrong on that? And if I'm not wrong, was that surprising? Uh, you're absolutely right, and it was surprising. I, I don't think they've looked like that through the whole event. I thought Croatia would win the match, actually. Really? And Croatia, uh, Croatia pretty much annihilated them 3-0, three, three as they say, 3-0 in um, Russia 2018. These are entirely different teams, but Croatia had, or not entirely, largely different teams. Croatia had just um, beaten Brazil, but I think Croatia also, the question about it all along was its age and its midfield stars who've played more than 300 matches among them for Croatia. So I think that showed a little bit maybe, and they've played, you know, they've already had won their way to the semis on on penalty kicks alone, meaning they played two matches of 130, 140 minutes. So they, uh, yeah. And but Argentina was magnificent. You can't take away from that. And it's it's quite the story to have this global star, Lionel Messi, uh, 35 years old, presumably the last chance, and he's going to get to play the final for the second time in his career. Yeah, Wilbon hates him. It says you can't <laughs> call him the goat unless he wins. So now at least he has a chance to win. Um, Croatia is the smallest country to ever get into a final before. Maybe they just don't have as many people. That, that it, maybe the funnel up into the all-star squad isn't as deep it is, as it is in other countries. But I did want to say this. At the beginning, the biggest story at the first week of the World Cup, and I know you will admit that to this because you said it, was Saudi Arabia beating Argentina and the thought that Argentina would not even get into the second round. And the Argentinian coach, I believe, said, slow down, Sparky. We're going to win our next two games and we're going to be fine. Do I have that right? You have that, yeah, you have that exactly right. And I thought he looked – I was in the press conference when he came in that day. I thought he looked a little scared, <clears throat> maybe, of, whoa, what is going on here? And, and then in their second match, they kind of drifted all the way in beyond 60 minutes with Mexico uh, – goalless and so goalless on both sides and so you know at that moment we're kind of wondering about them are they just this is an odd world cup odd part of the calendar very random in some ways do do they just not have it and now they're kind of like well they are like spain in 2010 which lost its opening match to switzerland Mm -hmm. and then won the last six and and all, all the others and so they're the only team Spain is the only team to do that so far in the history, so Argentina will have a chance to become the second. Mm-hmm. And maybe it helped them. Maybe losing that match. I think it focuses you. I mean, I honestly do. I think it's a focus situation. Messi was great yesterday. Wilbon, as I said, hates him. And and then when you attack Wilbon <laughs> on the air about this, he says, Oh no, I just tweak the people who say he's the GOAT. And I go, No, you don't. You say <laughs> he stinks. He says he's he's not worth it. If he gets, he now has the chance to win the World Cup, which I know in soccer, it it couldn't be any greater than that. That's the really big deal. And I'm not going to make a judgment as to whether he's the greatest of all time, because that would be crazy. That would mean, I don't know enough about soccer, and I also know that Pelé was the greatest of all time. But if he were to get this, or even as great as he's played getting, getting Argentina this far, does that change the way people look at him? I think so. I think it it adds that extra bit. And even if you 
think about if they lose this, say, to France or to Morocco, which yeah. they could. Uh, I think you you even if it's two finals for him, it adds something. It, yeah. He's already added something, and he's already added something maybe with that play he made to set up the final goal last night, which was just incredible. But he's always been a really kind of funny guy to have as a as a as famous as he is around the world. You know, you can go anywhere in the world and see messy jerseys, you know, right in front of you on kids and so on. And he's never really worn that fame with any conceit or really any interest in it. And he's, it's, he's always been an odd duck. And he's, I saw him, you know, they were commenting last night on a British broadcast that we had here about um, how it was rare to see him, kind of participate as fully as he does in the celebrations afterward with the fans when they were greeting the fans and clapping for the fans and singing with the fans and he was right in it and before he wouldn't be and it wasn't because he was aloof or anything it was just because he's kind of introverted maybe you'd say and so I think adding this and having him on this stage at the end is definitely add something to his all-time legacy. I'll just say this, and this is the observation of someone who knows nothing about soccer, nothing. But when he goes for a penalty kick, he walks up so slowly, so calmly, then he bangs at 700 miles an hour, but you don't get any sense that he's nervous at all, at all. And he does have a history of some pretty prominent missed ones. Uh Uh-huh. So it, I think that reinforces what you just said, because that's how it looked last night. Absolutely. I think it it reinforces that, that despite some, I can remember, I think it was in the Champions League one time, right around 2010 or 11, he missed a big one. And it's it's for Barcelona then. And I, I think, um, and there have been others, I think the fact that he approaches it that way tells us something about him for sure, given that he's had his... Uh, famous occasions of of not making them who do you like in france morocco what a stupid question that is that was the dumbest question i've ever asked (laughs) who do you like in france morocco i'll ask it again but it's a stupid question but who do you like (laughs) i've seen let's see three morocco matches out of their i think it is three so i just i haven't seen anybody who's figured out how they're going to unlock that defense that defense is incredible to me it's become one of those de- you know how none of us go to the stadium really wanting to watch defense i mean who right. who wants that but you know after a while with certain defenses that we've seen say in the nfl or something we we kind of come to appreciate we give them nicknames or whatever for the just the defense itself mm-hmm. and you know you think of the 85 bears or something yeah, or the steel curtain I've sort of come yeah. to feel that way about this team and i really give them a very good chance. I mean, no, really? they played 534 minutes in this tournament against some of the top teams in the world, and nobody has scored on them. The only goal against them was an own goal where their defender kind of lunged for a for a cross that Canada, of all teams, made, and it uh, it you know nicked his boot and and that changed its trajectory and tricked the goalkeeper who is you know, named Bono and who has just been a marvel this whole time. So I do give them a chance. Of course, on the other side, Killian Mbappe has become probably the athlete along with Steph Curry that I most 
like to just sit down and watch and completely uh, I just it's a joy to watch him and so you, you have that when he when he runs down the field sometimes you sort of feel the whole ground shaking <laughs> and um, so you have that sense of okay if anybody can finally figure out this defense and maybe they'll have done more study on it surely they will have and uh, so maybe if anybody could do it, it's France. So I find yeah. it really hard. I, you got to say France, but I find it really hard. Well, will the crowd support, because this is technically in Africa, um, I think it is, I think the Middle East is in Africa, um, will the crowd support be overwhelming for Morocco? We're actually on the west edge of part of Asia. Uh-huh. Let me see okay. west. I always get this messed up. But they... It will be overwhelming for Morocco. That's what I figured. Um, it's, been a, yeah. it's been a funny aspect of this that, uh, funny, I mean different, that uh, there haven't been the huge European throngs. Maybe England, you know, was probably had the most. And I think, um, and, you know, and these, you know, I saw where Royal Air Morocco, I think it's called the airline there, uh, they just added 30 new flights in the last two days oh, from wow. Morocco to, to over here. And this has become the soundtrack of this event. It was interesting you mentioned the Saudi match with Argentina because that was an extremely loud stadium that day. And to sit there and think that day, oh, no, wait, we're going to have an Arab crowd, which is going to revel in the first uh, World Cup in the Arab world, which is going to be, louder and in some cases much louder than that one for a longer time you'd have never thought it so that's going to be an element that kind of pushes me into indecision on this okay uh who to like between france and morocco well enjoy yourself and if when is the final what day is the final sunday sunday well maybe are you still there monday maybe we could talk to you monday if you're still there or you're yes. getting out of out of dodge i'm i'm getting out the but I should be, um, let's see, at the, by the time you're awake, yeah. um, I'm actually going to Thailand to sit around for four days. Wonderful. So, Good for um, you. By the time you're awake, I should be available there, okay. I would think. We'll try to work that out because we'd like to talk to you about the final. Thank you, Chuck. Enjoy it. Thank you. Okay. Chuck, Thank you so much, Tony. Chuck Culpepper, boys and girls. He picked Croatia. He got that one wrong. And now he doesn't know where to go on the one today. We're going to have to do that on PTI today. And I always feel like a dope because I just don't know anything well, about soccer. at least you have a good question. Yeah, you got that great question. Who do you, you know? know? Who do you like? Rock? <laughs> <laughs> I would take a break. We'll come back with Chuck Todd. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, these are George Jack and the Insurance Journal Band. This is called a drone hit a stranger. That's sort of one of the insurance claims that you don't want in your house. 
these are almost brilliant. Almost brilliant. Uh, Michael, if George Jack and the Insurance Journal Band or people like them want to send in their original music, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at com. I can o- almost see uh, John Hamm in the crowd trying to wave himself up onto the stage. <laughs> makes me happy. This makes me happy. Chuck Todd joins us. Had a winning week last week, four and three, but winning. 46-50 and one. Mount 500 is in sight. We will get right to the games. There are some pretty good games. San Francisco is at Seattle. San Francisco has a quarterback untested, a a great debut game, but an untested quarterback. Debo Samuel will not be playing. Seattle backs to the wall now because that's a bad loss they had last week to Carolina at home. And Seattle is at home. They need this. If they want to be in the playoffs, they need this. San Francisco minus three. It almost feels like a letdown game for them. Who you like? It sure does. And in the uh, in the old days, and when Seattle was one of the top teams in that division all the time, didn't Pete Carroll own San Francisco? Yes. Yeah. And it's uh, yes. But there's something about Seattle that feels like you know they were a house. They they sort of played over their heads. It was all working. And then over the last three weeks, they're like fifth string running back. And then suddenly Geno Smith has to do more. Yeah. You're like, oh, Geno Smith. Got it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I, I'm nervous about picking against Seattle here, but I, I just I don't know if I trust them anymore. So give me San Francisco. San Francisco minus three. Another good yeah. game coming up. Miami is plus seven and a half at Buffalo. It's a division game. That's an enormous number. By the same token, it's at Buffalo. And Miami cannot simulate Buffalo. And Miami has lost two in a row, and the mythology of Tua is beginning to wane. And I know that's a lot. And they didn't cover last week. The Jets covered by a point or so. I think you Mm -hmm. had that one right. Who you like this week? I'd take Buffalo. Well, I guess I'm thankful for that hook. Yeah. Um, And uh, I just... You know, Dolphins have to. They don't win this. They could not make the playoffs. You know, that things get really dicey for them if they lose this. So you'll, then, you'll take so that? I'm going to take the Dolphins, uh, you know, as long as I, it's still seven and a half, right? And going down to seven. Seven and a half. I you don't know, know that I take would. the hook's my friend. Yeah. I hear you, but I also don't have a lot of, I mean, you pointed out the obvious, which is Buffalo didn't cover. No. It doesn't always cover. No, they don't. They're like Kansas that's City. That's a big spread. That's a big spread. Yeah, it is. All right. You know, over a good team. If you don't like big spreads, how about a pick'em game? <laughs> Detroit and the Jets is a pick'em game. Detroit is has hey, been this f- needs to be flexed. Yeah, this is no <laughs> yeah. one o'clock game anymore. These are two actually pretty darn good teams. Right. Detroit has been interesting to watch all year. Yeah, Scored a lot, gave up a lot, always in the game. Detroit's been interesting. <laughs> the Jets, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, because I'm a New Yorker, I don't trust the Jets and the Giants. Yeah. That's just me. It's a and pick them game. The Lions. Lions and Jets, these are both the most untrustworthy teams. Yeah. If you were to pick one in each conference, right, that has been around for, for, for a few decades, you might pick the Jets uh, and the Lions as like the – I mean, the Jets made one Super Bowl. The Lions That's have made right. none. 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 I have this elaborate – The Lions have won one theory. playoff game in 50 years. I have an elaborate conspiracy theory that somehow this is George Plimpton's fault. <laughs> that the Lions were pretty yeah. good. Yeah. You know, the Lions were pretty good. And then George Plimpton did Paper Lion, and they've sucked ever since. Terrible. Like, you know, They're anyway. terrible. Um, I want to – I enjoy watching the Lions. Give me the Lions. Okay. Tennessee. 
on a cooler. Three straight losses, I believe. They're getting three at the Chargers. If you want to talk historically about a team you can't trust, the Chargers are Mm -hmm. one of those teams that you can't trust. I don't know what's happened to Tennessee. They're getting three. Who are you liking that one? (sighs) I hate – you know, Tennessee gets points. That's when you want to be with them. When Tennessee's given, you don't Mm -hmm. want to be with them. Mm -hmm. Three points? Three. That's what I got. And and it's in the – whatever we want to call that. SoFi Stadium. And we're not sure – certainly not much of a home game for the Chargers, but – I don't. Tennessee the doesn't Titans travel. Aren't the Steelers. Yeah, right? they, don't, they travel. don't travel. They don't travel at all. Oh, boy, this is a t- Taylor I, Swift I, and I her friends no part, will be there. That's I want it. no part of this game. Right. Okay. With actual money. <laughs> right. Like, um, give me, uh, give me the Titans. I okay. Mean, I'm going to take Vrabel with points. Okay. Take Vrabel with points. Will you take Bill Belichick giving one? New England is at the Raiders. The Raiders are on the verge of – what's interesting about this they're game – They're done, right? Yeah, they're on the they're verge done. of collapse. Uh, what's interesting about the game is Josh McDaniels, for so many years, coordinated the offense for New England, which is now being coordinated by a defensive coach, which is so it, – it's arrogant beyond comprehension that Bill Belichick does this. Um, and there are, you He know, does it because he's bored. I don't know. Hey, you know, I win the conventional way. Let's do it you this know, one. Let me tie. Let me tie one hand behind my back and let Pat, Matt Patricia call plays because you know, he was a brilliant head coach at the Lions. It just, I, it just makes no sense to me. This is a game I would stay away from on all levels. Yeah, there's that. That, that doesn't. I don't. I don't love this game much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to You got to assume you take Belichick over his his uh, his protege. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust. I don't trust the Raiders at all. This is a short week, though, right? Where's the game? Is it in Vegas or is it in New England? In Vegas. Uh, well, I'm going to stick with New England. Okay. All right. Uh, Cincinnati. A lot of road teams. Am I doing a lot of road teams? Well, only if you consider all of them so far <laughs> a lot. Only if you consider it's one measure right, system. Can I, blame right. a, I might have a virus circulating in. So one yeah. way or the other, if I do really well, we're mm-hmm. pro-virus. Yeah. If I don't do so well, we're going to blame the virus. Okay, Cincinnati is at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's a bad team. They're a bad team, and they are now in jeopardy of not making the playoffs. Two of all teams, Carolina, another bad team. That is a rancid hellhole of a division. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati is a very hot team and only favored by three and a half. Only three and a half, which is intriguing to me. Who you got? Uh, rancid hellhole. That's a nice phrase. You like that? Yeah. That, Feel that, free that, to use it. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good way to describe Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is I can't. I got to take the road team again. Mm, I think you're gonna. Yeah. I think you have to. I, why would you? Can't pick watching Tampa, Tampa Bay play. They're how terrible. Can you, they're they're not even. These games aren't close. No. You know, you looked up in five minutes and it was twenty-one nothing. The you're only like, chance oh they God. have is Brady in the last two minutes. But you can't win the game but, if but you're if down you're, twenty-five nothing. Right, when you're down 35-7, to seven, you That's can't right. get four touchdowns. No, no. And, no. you know, I'm sorry, this Tampa Bay has terrible game plans. It's not good. They just, they just sit there, they pound the ball, and don't do anything with it. And then when they let Brady play, he plays. But they don't seem to – it's bizarre to me. You have Tom Brady. Yeah. So you have Tom Brady, t- throw the ball. I would take Cincinnati. Yeah, here. Burrow. That's another, another road game. Yeah, but it's okay. You're not going to take the road game on this game because this is the Washington game. <laughs> The Giants are plus four. The Giants are one, four, and one in their last six. And Washington, amazingly, amazingly, six, one, and one in their last eight. I don't know where that happened. Six, one, and one in their last eight. 
And Carson Wentz isn't going to get a sniff of this team if Tyler he- Taylor Heineke stays healthy. He's just not. It's a four-point game. I, I haven't said this all year. I think Washington's going to crush this team. And I know they tied two weeks ago in New York. Yeah. But I, I like Washington here. How, I, do they get, how do you expect them to get some distance? I mean, I, I hear you. I, I like Washington here. That four, yeah. Man, that four sucks, though. You know, oh, I understand what you this mean. This has field goal, you know. Maybe has field goal written well, all over it because they tied with, the last time. Yes, I know. Yeah, but I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, they're only a one point. You, you know that the, the the Commanders were three point favorites during the tie game. I think it got down to two and a half. Uh huh. And and what we're saying is moving to this game to Washington is worth a point. Well, it's going to be a pro Giants crowd. You think now? I I'm, certainly when, do. When does it start to turn? Well, I mean, when these guys aren't so – they're not so bad. They're kind of fun. The defense is tough. Nobody likes the owner. They don't want to support yeah. the owner. You know, he's going to sell. At least and, it's a nice know. stadium. Yeah. The stadium leaks yeah. sewage. Yeah. yeah. It's so easy. It's so <laughs> easy to get to, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's metric. Everything's good about it. The commute is so good. Not a problem at all. Um, I'm going to let you talk me into that boat race. Give so me, uh, you didn't want that? 18 to 3. You want the Giants? I'm going I, – I don't want the Giants. I don't trust the Giants. I don't okay. think the – here's the thing. I don't think the Giants can win this game. Right. I'm worried that four points. Okay. I mean, on a spread, I wouldn't play this game because of that. Right. I, I, I want – I mean, this feels like the, – the commanders don't know how to win by more than that, a score. So then – That's my – So take know, the Giants and go seven for seven on the seven road. Seven for seven on the road games? Yeah. Yeah, you want you want you'd like that. Like whatever you Let's, want. No, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Commanders because okay. you know it's just a punish Reginald. It's a big <laughs> big weekend for me though. My oh. and my son, we're going to the Packers Rams game on Monday night. Oh, have a great time! First, our first, both of us, first time we've ever been to Lambeau. We're going there Sunday, spending yeah. all day Monday there. Dress warm. The museum, it's cool. Doing the whole thing. It, that, oh yeah, my cold. son. This is his delayed bar. He had a poor guy had a Zoom bar mitzvah. Yeah. Um, I know you're still doing Zoom bar mitzvahs. Yeah, but, um, I'm at all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mr. Um, Zoom. So this, is, this is the bar mitzvah gift. Oh, okay. That has been delayed two seasons now. Um, and uh, we were worried this was going to be a Jordan Love game. Now we're kind of hoping it's a Jordan Love game. Yeah. Is that wrong? No, it's not wrong at all. But it's going to be cold, right? I know, but it's Baker, it's Baker Mayfield and Aaron Rodgers. What, what more could is. you ask for? No, what I mean, if, you if, if you've been to Lambeau before, right? Lambo is. I've never been. No, oh, I've never been. This oh, is. This don't is let me spoil it for you. It's cathedral. No. It's a cathedral. It's 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 it's, it's, legi- it's it's what everybody says it is, right? It is, it is. But it's Peter also going to be cold. That's Peter just... King, not the Peter King I've had to cover, but the Peter King you're friends with, right? Has been on me for years. He couldn't believe, and he's been he's been pushing me on this harder than anybody I know in the sports world. Like you've got to get to Lambo. You got to get to Lambo. You do before they so. tear it down. Well, they're not going to tear it down. So don't worry tear that down. You got to be... walk around the area where they have the That's you know the monuments to all the great Packers. Oh, you got yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, we're getting there Sunday night, spending a lot of time. You don't want to know what it's like to fly to Green Bay. You remember what it's like. It ain't fun. But oh, well, right. I took buses, you know. So, but it's you know what you're going to love it. You are. Oh, you're going to love wait. it. I right, have a I great time. Wait. I will talk right, to guys. you soon. Talk to you next week, Chuck Todd, boys and girls. If we gave you Chuck Todd alone, that would be enough. But we give you a monkey.
See the monkey, he's scritch, scritch, scratching. Watching his iPad, smoking and laughing. Hanging with Bud Grant, tap, tap, tapping on his purple attache. Sing along, I just going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. Reginald's got the vice, vice, too. Sometimes he throws his poo, 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 poo. And he's had too much Johnny Walker blues. So what do you got for us? What did Reginald... Reginald was 2-1 last week. He's 27-14-1. It's the greatest record of a monkey of all time. Yeah, he's doing well. It's his best year of all time. Yeah, it's been a bad By year miles. for the monkey. He's 2-1 every week. <laughs> yeah, as... as Hence, 27-14-1. It's almost every week. If you're betting with the monkey, you're... you're killing you're, it. Yeah, you're killing you're it. You're betting it with Carville and the monkey, you're killing it. <laughs> right. So I went down to the National Zoo, and there was a big party going on it was the retirement party for pat collins yeah there you go he and reginald very close some of the guests there you'll be you're gonna be sorry you missed out on this gilbert arenas was there he loves a big party sandra bullock bob ryan not the weatherman actually though the guy from the boston globe my bob ryan yes you're bob ryan uh chuck willery stephen stills kato kalin just a gathering of superstars there was Bob Ryan uh, taking the dishes out of the dishwasher? <laughs> he was. So they took a break from the festivities uh, to go over some of these matches. And the first one we gave him was, uh, let's see, the Bills uh, giving seven and a half at home. And he showed me some nice press clippings from an off-Broadway production he did of Damn Yankees mm-hmm. with Marv Levy as Joe Boyd, Steve Tasker as Joe Hardy, and Reginald, of course, as Mr. Applegate. So that tells me he's got ties to the Bills. He will take them and give the seven and a half to the Dolphins. Goodbye, old girl. My old girl. <laughs> yeah. Michael did that show. It's a great play. Yeah. It's a great play. Uh, now, the next one we gave him was the Jets' pick'em game against... Uh, who are the Jets playing? I don't have that. Detroit. Fun. Detroit. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, and he showed me a photograph of him at CBGB with Joe Klecko, Rich Kotitan, Emerson Boozer. So he's going Jets on Tells that. me he's going to go with the Jets on that one. Uh, and the last match we gave him, of course, was the Washington football team giving four and a half at home to the Giants. And he showed me a photograph of him rowing on the Potomac, one of those crew boats. Uh, with Dana Stubblefield, Gary Clark, and Neil Olkowitz. And Reginald, what's the position with a guy who's sort of yelling at all the rowers? Coxon. That's what he, that, that was his yeah. position on yeah. that boat. So, so he's taking Washington. He's going to take Washington, yeah. So when Chuck says he wants to stick it to Reginald, Reginald's taking the same side Reg- he's taking. Yeah, Reginald's going to go with the Truman. Yeah, but Chuck didn't let Reginald pick the Minnesota game, so. <laughs> exactly. We will take a break. We will come back with email and jingle. I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Hello, here comes Tony's mailbag. We've got your emails and notes. It's Mr. Tony's mailbag. We'll read some for all you folks. Well, maybe not your email. It's neither smart nor funny, nor is it a haiku. It's Mark Schaefer and the Schaeferettes. That's our holiday theme uh, mailbag song. Very, very lovely. You want to do the Bethesda bagel ad, please? Yes, and before I get to that, I should just say, if they ever send out like a Voyager probe in outer space with music and things from Earth on it, I hope they include something like that. That'd be lovely. I'll talk to our our guy Noah at NASA. See if we can make that happen. 
because uh, I think aliens should should experience this show. Oh, uh, send it up with Snoopy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they should also experience Bethesda Bagels. We love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in and you'll be thrilled. That's it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, and I can't do this like Bruce Springsteen does it. I can't, but I love it. It's all cold down along the beach. The wind's whipping down the boardwalk. Hey, Ben. You know what time of the year it is? What time? What? Oh, Christmas time. You guys all been good practicing real hard? Yeah, Clarence? You've been rehearsing real hard now, so Santa will bring you a new saxophone, right? Everybody out there been good or what? Oh, that's not many. Not many. You guys are in trouble out here. That is the beginning to you better watch out. You yeah, better Santa not cry. Yeah. It is brilliant. It's the most brilliant sort of common holiday song, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Yep. You know, two of two of whom are gone now. Yeah, two of yeah. whom are gone. Um, I don't want to get too much of a sidetrack here, but I sort of wonder what it's like to be Bruce Springsteen right now. I mean, you're unbelievably rich. You're my age. Your kids are grown. And you're still a rock and roller. You want to write great songs. And, it, you know, the words don't come. Yeah. The words don't come anymore. It can't. You know, it can't last forever. Different life experience, yeah. Again, Tom Brady, he's sailing it and he's bouncing it. Thanks to our guests today, Chuck Todd and Chuck Culpepper. Seems like a long time ago. Thanks as well to today's sponsors, Harry's Razors, Freshly and Policy Genius. Reads that I did yesterday in anticipation. <laughs> and remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Watch the Stern interview with uh, Springsteen on HBO. I'd oh, like yeah, to see that. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. There's, there's something there about the creative process and going in and still doing it and the fear about when the words don't come. Yeah. From Jeff Rideout in Nottingham, England. When I saw the recent episode title, Mushy Peas, which was that? Which was Mushy Peas? That was uh, the last episode. I said I know that side dish. Hearing Nottingham, Mushy Peas seems to be the closest thing they have to any sort of cultural icon or expression besides Robin Hood-themed tourist traps and greeting you with I up me duk. I don't know what that means. Mushy Peas are not only a side dish with fish and chips, but a wildly popular concession stand item served with a splash of mint sauce at outdoor Mm. events Mm. such as county fairs. Does this count as a gastronomical David Aldrich moment? Tell the Littles not to even try to get to the Lace Market from West Bridgeford at rush hour via the Trent Bridge because of the A60 roadworks. Take the Lady Bay Bridge to Meadows Way, Manvers Street, Pennyfoot Street, and then south on Lower Parliament in the far right lane to get to the BBC roundabout. Yeah, the A60 is always backed up. It is. ring roads um hi it's mike heideck nbc connecticut main anchor and face the facts host it's a political show in a former life you knew me as usa's morning anchor in dc the connective tissue is for michael i was at the governor's holiday party in hartford last night and as my wife and i introduced ourselves to the new staff members for governor ned lamont's second term in office in connecticut we learned the new chief of staff is a former grade school classmate of michael's jonathan datch Apparently grew up in Chevy Chase before attending Yale. See pictures below for those on News Channel 8. Yeah, lived three blocks away. Okay, so there's yeah. a picture. Introduced me to a lot of uh, really good uh, books. Wow. There you How go. About that? Yeah. He's doing well. I hope yeah. he's doing great. Um, from Brian Hoffman. This week I was summoned for jury duty in New York County. While waiting, I made eye contact with a fellow juror. I immediately looked away, but then did a double take. The juror was none other than Margot Martindale, <laughs> a.k.a. Claudia in The Americans, and a dear friend of, of Greg Garcia. Yes, wonderful actress. She smiled at me as if to say, yes, I know that you know who I am. 
Because it was out of context, at first I wasn't sure if it was her, but a quick internet search convinced me it was her. Her Twitter bio says, Texas-born New Yorker. Then throughout the day, I saw and heard numerous people approach her and tell her they enjoy her work. She spoke politely to everyone and seemed genuinely interested in engaging with everyday New Yorkers. <clears throat> For example, a man named John, she asked his name, asked her where in Manhattan she lives. In response, she named the area she lives and then asked the man, John, where he lives, to which she responded that she thinks Brian Cranston just moved into that building. Although at times she was relatively close to me, I never really had a great opportunity to approach her without somewhat going out of my way and or interrupting her while she spoke to others or read a book. I was also having a hard time coming up with what I could tell her that a podcast I listened to still talks about how great she was on The Americans and how great of a show The Americans was generally. Near the end of the court day, Miss Martindale was among a group of 75 jurors selected to go to a courtroom, and I was among a group dismissed from that service. With that, I won't have any further opportunities to potentially chat. And interestingly, this was one situation where it seems being a big did not av help avoid one's civic duty. No, it doesn't. No. no it I doesn't. guarantee she's not getting picked from that pool of 75 yeah, to sit on a jury. I don't think she will be on a jury, though. Dan Fleshner in New Haven, Connecticut, at the end of Friday's show, Nigel played the sound montage from the opening credits of Listen Up. This inspired me to go to YouTube and actually watch the pilot episode, which you will recall first aired on CBS in September 2004. How has the show aged, you ask? Well, I didn't actually ask that. Let's put aside any assessment of its quality for now, other than to say it was about as funny, as innovative and as I and every critic thought it was almost 20 years ago. But what really got me was confirmation of the old adage, the more things change, the more they stay the same. The world is a completely different place in so many ways today than it was in the fall of 2004. But last week on both PTI and the podcast, you spent, am spent ample time railing against America's next big sports soccer. And what does Jason Alexander as Tony Kleinman rail against in the first episode of Listen Up? That's right, the beautiful game. So to paraphrase a famed Long Island boy, don't go changing, Tony. We love you just the way you are and have been for many, many years. And that Long Island boy is William Joel. Storm's coming. It's a great Mickey Kleiman reference. Is that, <laughs> you you were, had to watch the. It lasted a full season, so let's. let's you were just, portrayed very well. Yeah, it was the a start by of the show. Will Rothar. Yeah, that was his name, right? Yeah. Will Rothar. One full season. Yeah, which okay. is more than more than, other shows <laughs> that don't get on the air. Yes. Um, from Chad, a haiku for Pat Collins: "Stick with the snow stick, the Colombo S jackets, Washington icon." Mm -hmm. From Alec Pleat in Tampa, Florida. Your mention of potluck meals on December 10th brought back a fond memory for me, but maybe not for others. I was new to corporate America and found myself at an icebreaking event, which included potluck dinners. The icebreaker was that you were supposed to bring a picture of yourself and a picture of your pet, and they were pinned to a corkboard, inviting other attendees to try to match whose pet went with whose picture. I had brought a sloppy joe to the potluck, which was served in a crock pot with distinct coloring. My personal photo was nothing special, just a headshot. However, my pet's photo was a picture of my dog who was licking out of the same crock pot <laughs> that I, I brought the sloppy, sloppy Joey for you. Consequently, I didn't last long in corporate America. That's funny. From Don Hammock in Biloxi. I'm not saying Biloxi. I'm saying Biloxi. Biloxi, there you Mississippi. go. Mississippi. That first line is a test to see if you've retained what Rick Wallace from Fairhope, Alabama, tried to teach you. Oh, to be from a town as easy to pronounce as Fairhope. Rick's story about the peppercorn cookies reminded me of a cooking misadventure in my own household. The woman to whom I'm lucky enough to be related by marriage was making a dip for a party, and she said it didn't taste very good. 
It was some sort of cheesy red pepper dish. But when I looked at it, I immediately knew there were, shall we say, issues. The recipe called for a half cup of chopped roasted red peppers. She used a half cup of crushed red pepper flakes Oof. instead. Bringing the heat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love spicy food, but that dip would have set Carville's most hardened Cajun friend's toenails on fire. <laughs> it would have caused spontaneous combustion of a veteran Mumbai curry eater. I would ask that you not use my name so as not to cause anger in the household. Sorry, I did already, but let's face it. I'm the only one here who will hear it. She never listens to the show because it stinks. <laughs> From Steve the Sycophant, I'd very much appreciate a Christmas plug for two upcoming concerts. On Saturday, December 17th, that's this Saturday, the Fairfax Wind Symphony, including fellow little Charlie Burtz, plays at 3 p.m. at W.T. Woodson High School in Fairfax. Please bring a toy for a tot. Then on Sunday, December 18th, the Herndon Regional Wind Symphony plays at 3 p.m. at Katherine Johnson Middle School in Fairfax. That's a great venue. Both concerts, Katherine Johnson Middle School? It's a great venue, yeah. Okay. Both concerts will <laughs> yes. have a great selection of holiday music. I'll Didn't play my usual unimpeachable third oh, trumpet and promise free autographs for adoring fans. See you there. I believe that Steve the Sycophant is a fine and good man. Absolutely. He's a veteran. Veteran of the Vietnam War, He's yes. a fine and good yeah. man, though I don't think we've ever met. And here's a last one, and this is, Michael's going to love this. Now that Chris McGregor has number eight sewn up as the official liaison born 8888, I'd like to jump on number six before it's gone. No particular reason other than I was born 312, but more importantly, the secondary market will be exploding for these monikers once they're all spoken for. Thanks in advance for the early retirement. Christopher Schaefer, Penn Golf Nation, 93, and Columbia Country Club alone. Right? We remember Christopher. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lovely. If you're out on your bike time. Oh, whoa, no, 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 no. And, and Penn Golf Nation oh, oh, celebrates oh, the wedding of Colin St. Maxon's. That's right. Last Congrats. weekend. That's oh, right. Mazel. Um, from Lisa Kinzer. So what's the deal with Raggedy Ann behind your desk on PTI? <laughs> and why is she always moving around on the shelves? More importantly, where is Andy? <laughs> Andy was deported some years back. And Andy yeah. is now in Qatar, where he's selling concessions at one of the eight venues in Qatar. Raggedy Ann has moved around. And Raggedy Ann is distinguished by having a tremendous amount of buttons, all from tennis venues tennis matches that i covered when i was with newsday or the new york times or the washington post and she moves around because we move a lot of things around we try to move the backgrounds around every single week change some pictures up move some stuff around so that you all get to see something a little bit different and for those of you are they screen grabs is that grabs yeah for those of you who do that shot it changes a little bit sure you know it changes a little bit all the time like i've got some stuff there that only my friends in high school know because pictures of us and stuff like that but we move it around nigel and i move stuff around so that just for this very reason so somebody will write in and say so deal with that yeah. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white. Here's the thing. We're not the wonders right now. We're Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Love it. <laughs> Bundle your house up and your car. Coverage you get will go far. Add in the rest of your house as well. 
coverage complete at an easy sell. Oh, ho, ho, two for one. Oh, ho, ho, bundling's fun. Bundle your house, stop house and car. Coverage that you get will go quite far. No one will make you insure the two. With one policy, it's true. If you save some dollars and some cents, then it only makes good sense. Ho, 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 two for one. Oh, ho, ho. Bundling's fun. Bundle your house, stop house and car. Coverage that you get will go quite far. Renters, farm, health, condo, bike. Bundle whatever kind you like. Bundle insurance will be a flop if you don't add your house top. Ho, ho, ho. Two for one. Oh, ho, ho. Bundling's fun. Bundle your house top, house and car. Coverage that you get will go quite far. A drone hit a stranger, a drone flown by me. I thought, I have insurance, I must be home free. Then I saw I had gaps in my coverage, not thrilled. On the hook for that dear stranger's medical bills. So I bought a new drone, flew it from my back deck. Then some wind took it over a beach. What the heck? Hit some people on my homeowner's policy. I found I was not covered for aircraft liability. So now I'm on the run, ducking the FAA. Hiding out with the stranger in his hospital stay. Make sure you are covered when you're flying a drone or the holidays might find you broke and alone Ooh. 